Hello, everyone. You're listening to Talk of the Town podcast, presented by the Gallia County Chamber of Commerce, the gateway to Gallia. Join us for routine episodes featuring interviews of chamber members and what all the talk is about in Gallia County. Let's get to the show. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to Talk of the Town with our second episode this afternoon. Joining me for Talk of the Town today is Haley O'Born, the Executive Assistant at the Gay County Chamber of Commerce. Haley, welcome to our broadcast. Hey, Bob. Thanks for having me. So, Haley, tell me a little bit about your background. Tell us a little bit about where you came from and and how you got here to uh, Gay County. Yeah, so I moved to Gallipolis in 2018 from Great Falls, Montana, um, when my partner, who was born and raised here, completed his service in the Air Force. So um, when I moved here, I began working as a virtual assistant for my home office. And while I enjoyed being home with the dogs and the chickens, I quickly realized I wanted to put myself out there and be a part of the community. And so you applied for a job here at the chamber? Yes, yes, absolutely. And I was interviewed by the great Bob Hood and the chamber board, and I couldn't be more grateful for the opportunity. Now, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, a project that you kind of steered and headed, and that was the Farmers uh, Take It and Make It project. Tell us a little bit about the farmer's market and and what was accomplished this past year. Yeah, so we just completed our first season of the Gallia Grown Farmers and Makers Market here in Gallipolis, um, and I think it went really well. My main goal with this season was just to get it established and learn as much as possible in order to make sure that it's a lasting event for our community. When I first moved here, I was a little surprised and albeit disappointed that such a rural community didn't really have a farmer's market despite the signs and the community's interest. So when I started with the chamber, I brought the idea up to you and the board and you guys let me run with the ideas and I couldn't be more grateful for your support. So tell me a little bit about some of those goals and objectives as you look back on that that last year as you were coming to the board and and you were saying hey you know I kind of want to get this started what in your mind what did you envision as some of those goals and objectives yeah so I think that the weirdest part for me was um, back home our farmer's market was always on a Sunday and it became a big part of our Sunday routine to just go out and shop and get coffee and start our Sundays really slow that way and when I moved here I tried to bring that up to the board uh, because uh, there's other things happening on Saturdays and I thought Sundays would work really well for here so that was a little weird that was one of my goals was to keep it on a Sunday and I think it's done really well on Sundays Um, my other goals were to get a little bit more involved with the community, um, have some more community events. We had a, a a pumpkin painting contest at our last market this year, um, and I thought that that went really well as, as well. Tell us a little bit about some of the different varieties that someone can catch when you're down at the farmer's market. Yeah, so we've got a bunch of different vendors from homegrown produce, pumpkins, corn, green beans, things like that, to um, handmade goods. Like uh, We've got jewelry makers, we've got crochet, we've got macrame, um, and then we also have, um, we have honey vendors, we have, um, we have an ice cream vendor, really awesome Coop Scoops. And uh, we have some vintage clothing as well. So there's a pretty good variety, and we're always adding different vendors and stuff, too. So it's always different every week. And we know that there are some goals and objectives set up for next year. 
tell us a little bit about maybe some goals and objectives that you might have for next year. Yeah, so next year our focus will be on involving the community more. So we're working with a local teacher to start a nutritional education program with the market to try to help uh, get the word out to children and their families. We want to open the market up to SNAP benefits and vouchers. That way more people can get access to fresh produce in our area. And, of course, I want to host more events for the kiddos in our community, just spreading the word as much as possible and getting everybody involved. And the time on the market, well, I know we kind of talked a little bit about this year. We kind of varied and <laughs> made some changes along the way. So right. tell us a little bit about the time that you had kind of discovered. Yeah. So we initially started with 10 to 4 um, and quickly realized that that was a long day to spend uh, on Sundays in the summer. So we, we shortened it to 10 to 3. And I think that maybe even next year we might move it to either 10 to 2 or maybe 11 to 3. Just kind of playing it around what we hear from the vendors and what the community states that they, they would like to see. Now, going back just for one second about your time in Montana and your transition to the area to come to Gallipolis, Gaye County. What was the biggest thing that you noticed was the hardest thing for you to, to realize when you came back here? Oh, there were a few. I think one of the biggest surprises for me was how tight-knit this community felt. Uh, I, I had one person come into the chamber, and when I introduced myself, uh, they immediately asked me, who are your parents and what part of the county are they from? And it really brought the perspective of how connected everyone is here. And when I had to explain that they wouldn't know my parents, they were kind of surprised. This is a place where we can call home. Tell us a few things that you do at the chamber in relationship to your job. What else do you do besides the farmer's market? Yeah, so I do a lot here at the chamber. My role can be summarized as Bob's right-hand man. Uh, I manage our social media pages, our weekly e-blast that goes out with different events for our chamber members. Um, I help coordinate different chamber events like our River Rack, our annual dinner in January, our golf outing. Um, and I provide recommendations for our different chamber business members um, when people call in and ask uh, who who would be the best person to reach out to for a contractor in the area. I go through our list of chamber members and recommend them first. So mainly as much as I can to help promote, support, and strengthen the businesses in our community. So tell me why, if I was a new person, a new member, and I came in and I said, hey, I want to join the chamber, what would you tell me that my benefits would be for becoming a member of the chamber? Absolutely. So I think the biggest draw to becoming a chamber member is the opportunity to become an active member in our community. The chamber is ran completely on the support of our business members. And with that support, we are able to hold different events for the community, uh, for budding entrepreneurs. We host networking events, business workshops. Uh, we do a lot to help our businesses in the area grow and thrive. So chamber members also get exclusive discounts on things like workman's comp, utility bills, health insurance for their employees, and a lot more it's a it's very much a symbi symbiotic relationship that benefits all parties and at the end of the day helps strengthen uh gallia county so you know it was proven in tourism that every dollar spent turns over seven times in the community so if a person comes in and they they have a dollar and they go and they fill up their gas tank well it won't fill up the gas tank but let's say they <laughs> fill up their gas tank then they're gonna take that money and they're gonna spend it at a restaurant and then the restaurant makes a deposit in the bank and then the bank takes that money and, and puts it out into the community. So for mm -hmm. every dollar spent, it turns over seven times. So it's very important that the community preach that message Absolutely. to new members and to our, our current members. So tell me some of the goals and objectives that the chamber that you feel in your, in your words and in your mind 
that the chamber has for next year leading up to 2024. Right. So next year, I know that we want to get the word out more on the benefits of being a chamber member and get as many businesses that can to get involved because, I mean, it's benefits them in the end. It helps them get discounts and everything and help support and get their name out there if they're a new budding business as well. I think our biggest goal for 2024 is just to to listen to our chamber members, hear what they would like to see and make that happen. So the next event on the calendar of the Chamber of Commerce is our new members breakfast. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about what that's going to entail as far as uh, us reaching out to new members uh, in the chamber. Yeah. So going forward, we want to have, um, I I don't remember if it was quarterly um, or how often we're going to have it, um, but we want to take a moment to thank our new business members and have them network and reach out to us and give them an opportunity to tell us what they think and what they they would like to see happen. Um, And this month, we're going to have it at Poppy's. Um, It'll be October 18th. And we'll all get together, share ideas, talk about what it is to be a chamber member and show some appreciation. You know, you have to be very knowledgeable in the job that you do and the job that, that we do, the job that I do, the job that you do. You never just know what is going to be the question that that person that comes to the door or calls on the phone, you never know what that question is going to be. It can be anywhere from looking up a number to having to pass out maps to navigating someone through the community, maybe even a little bit of history about the community. Mm-hmm. So when you moved here, what are what did you learn about this community first? The first thing I learned about the community? Oh, that's a tough one. I guess that it was the French city was probably the the first thing I learned was the history about the French 500 and how they came to settle and the different families that were a part of that and everything and the last names that we still see today. And we do have some houses that are those architectural designs of mm, those first families. The beautiful and houses. So, you know, so that that's a good point because we kind of preach about our history and we kind of teach that we are the second oldest settlement in the Northwest Territory. And um, so if you look at Marietta as the oldest, and then there's some debate whether we were next or Cincinnati was next, but we're going we're, we're to claim to being the second oldest settlement in the Northwest Territory. But we have a lot of other things going on, too, and as far as history is concerned, like the emancipation mm. and the signing of the emancipation and our Welsh heritage and, 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 and many things that we can afford when someone comes in and and wants to know a little bit about the history of the community. Right. And I always try to try to route them to you because you're a wealth of knowledge on this. And uh, I think that there is a lot of history here. And it's it's crazy. I learn something new every day, whether it's from you or from somebody else coming in and explaining it to me. There's so much to learn about this area. And as we look forward to the holiday season and the season coming upon us, we realize that the Gallup Police and Lights will mm-hmm. soon launch their a campaign, and this will be the 11th season for the Gallup Police and Lights, brought brought upon us last year the national recognition by being featured on the Today Show, and um, and so that really put kind of put us on the map when there's over a million lights that are displayed in our city park. So Haley, tell us how you can uh, get information or or get information from the chamber or from you or from me. Tell us how you do that if you're somebody wanting information. Yeah, so if you want information on how to become a chamber member, about different businesses in the area, or any questions really, uh, you can give us a call at 740-446-0596. 
You can email us at chamber at galliacounty.org. Um, and those are the main reason, main ways to reach us. Um, or you can stop in at the chamber office on 16 State Street. Elio Bourne, you've done a great job with us this afternoon talking about uh, your job as an administrative assistant and your role as, as really my right-hand and left-hand man who really does really everything from A to Z. And uh, I appreciate you, and I know the board appreciates you, and we're happy to have you uh, on board, and, and best of luck, and uh, continue to grow the farmer's market. And we look forward to coming back next year talking about the success of Farmer's Market too. Yes, I'm so excited for that. Thanks so much, Bob. You're welcome. Have a great day. You've been listening to Talk of the Town with your host, Bob Hood. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to Talk of the Town. I'm Bob Hood. I'm host for Talk of the Town, director of the Chamber of Commerce here in Gallipolis. And joining me today is Condi Richardson. And Condi is the Director of Career Development at the University of Rio Grande, Rio Grande Community College. Condi, welcome to the program. Thank you. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about your, your history, where you came from, and how you got to the University of Rio Grande. Okay, so I um, actually was a student at Rio Grande in the early 90s. Uh, from there, I went on to do something very similar to what I'm doing right now at Rio Grande for the Chillicothe Correctional Institute where I would help inmates as they were getting ready to release, uh, be released from prison. We would help them find employment. Uh, I would find uh, businesses that would help or that would hire ex-felons. I helped them with resumes, interview skills. Uh, did that for several years. Then after that, I went on to work for the uh, a company called Aldi uh, Grocery Store. We are a chain out of Germany. Uh, worked for them for 23 years uh, as the uh, store manager. I uh, worked at several locations throughout the state of Ohio for them. Um, then, after I left there, I went on to work for Hawking College, uh, which is where I was at right before I came here. I was the director of admissions and uh, just wasn't a great fit for me. Uh, I really wanted to get back over to my home uh, grounds of Rio Grande. Uh, position here opened up at is a perfect fit for me. So my position at Rio Grande is basically I'm trying to help students find positions as uh, once they graduate school as well as trying to find in uh, internships through the summertime. I help students with more of a professional style resume or CV and uh, you know my, my main thing right now I'm just trying to really uh, do is just really reach out to businesses let them know that we do have this program uh, at Rio Grande where we can try to maybe connect with them to build up or like kind of a funnel as far as for employees. And hopefully, you know, we can get them here locally and kind of keep them here in Gallia County. Yeah, Condi, tell me what you would think is the biggest challenge that you work with now as you, as you face these young students and, and young entrepreneurs who come to you. What are some of the biggest challenges out there for these uh, people directly right out of, high, of college? I think a lot of it is uh, probably not having these um, work history. Uh, you know, for me and probably for you as we were young, younger adults and that, we worked part-time jobs and that. I don't feel like that a lot of these students have had uh, previous work experience. 
So trying to just get them to get out there in the world and trying to understand like how to go in and look for a job, get off the cell phone. Uh, you know, uh, we're in a day and age where the cell phone's very important. Uh, screen time is a big thing with students. Trying to get them to learn how to just communicate with people one-on-one, uh, -on -one, be able to look you in the eyes when they uh, speak with you. Um, in this area, I think one of our big problems is sometimes when we're looking at work employment is uh, the salary base. Sometimes the salary base is a lot lower in southeastern, south, you know, so southern Ohio, where sometimes they can go up to the Lancaster, Chillicothe area, maybe make a little bit more money, and sometimes that's what these students see as dollar signs. So give us some examples of some uh, businesses or industries that you've worked with here in, uh, in Gallagher County. Uh, so again, this is, uh, my department is pretty new. Um, the only companies that I've really reached out in Gallia so far has been Electrocraft. Okay, well let's, let's talk about the Electrocraft. So someone comes into you, and so tell me how the, if the steps work, so the process, I guess I should say. Tell me how that process works. So they come to you, you find a perfect fit for them, and then you reach out to someone like Electrocraft? Is that how it works? Yeah, so say a company like Electrocraft or uh, another business would come to me and say, okay, we, we need uh, this manufacturing, we need um, an accounting in that. I have different lists of emails where I can either dr directly email the students and say, hey, you know, there is a job posting here uh, in Gallia County looking for students or employees that has your background or your education level. And then uh, I can email it to them, or if it's even a broader uh, sense where I can send it into several different fields, I can just email it straight to the instructors as well to get in contact with them. So let me ask you another question. How, how difficult is it to find that perfect fit uh, between uh, a business and uh, a prospective uh, employer? I don't know if I would say it's difficult because I think we have a very good source uh, of you know, potential employees with Rio Grande. So I think that once we have these uh, students coming out and applying for the businesses or for the uh, positions, I don't think it's gonna be very hard for them to find that right fit for them. Now, when a student enrolls at Rio Grande, what are some of the suggested classes that they could take to help to better them? Like I know in my instance, I, I took from Marshall University, I took a Dale Carnegie class one time when. We talked about public speaking, and, and I remember that class uh, well. And so if you, were, if you were a recruiter and you were recruiting to the college or university, what, what would you say, what would you, how would you direct a student to take a class in what? Well, one of the great things that we are uh, currently doing is we offer, or not offer, but we require all incoming freshmen to take a class called Gateway. And what Gateway does each week, it breaks down different aspects of what they can expect for college, what they can expect during college, and what to expect after college. Uh, so starting next week, I will actually be going into most of those Gateway classes, and I'll be speaking to students on the uh, do's and don'ts of job interviewing. I will talk to them about cover letters, as well as I will start talking to them about doing um, resumes and how, you know, to gear those resumes to specific positions, not just a generic resume. You know, resume building and resume writing is really a key. Let me let me focus one, one minute on writing. Give me some 
proper writing skills that, that people look for in in a, in a in an employee employer relationship. Well, I think one of the big things, and again, this has kind of changed over the years. I, I I tell them that one of my big things for me was I used to the average person whenever they are first looking at a resume, they spend roughly about seven seconds is what it says. You know, as far as that's how much the employer they they typically will uh, focus on one thing. For me, I remember when I was a hiring manager, I would always look and see who were job hoppers. Uh, you know, if they were jumping from job to job after every two years, I would probably not consider them. Unfortunately, things have kind of changed now, and I think uh, that job loyalty is not there like it was, you know, 15, 20 years ago. And, and students see, uh, employees see that the only way for them to really benefit or sometimes to promote is, is to uh, go from job to job. So. One of the things that we do is we just try to uh, keep it simple, uh, try to keep it down to uh, a, a blue-gray type resume where it, it, it's very simple, it's not super flashy, doesn't have a bunch of pictures and that on there. Try to get them to understand uh, what kind of skills they have. Uh, sometimes students don't understand what types of, st uh, you know, you might not have ever had a job, but if you have worked, you know, on a farm, if you have cut grass, if you wash dishes, you have certain types of skills. And we tried to have them to learn what those skills are and how they can transfer those into jobs. I know you are a runner for uh, Coach Willie, and just to uh, get some analogies from from the athletic, the realms of athletics uh, in athleticism, I, I would agree with you 100%. Back in the 1970s, when the Cincinnati Reds were uh, the superstars of, of baseball, they had all of the same players, and you didn't move around, and and you were very loyal to one particular baseball team. And now, you know, it seems like now you sign a contract, and next year somebody's buying that contract out, and you're moving on. So that does happen all across the, really all across the world. And I, I agree with you 100%. So talk about some of the hurdles. Um, that that these young people would would have when they once they get the job and they they have a job and they're they're starting a job and they're starting their career. What are some of the hurdles that they you see as they have to overcome? One is just being able to take the time and learn uh, what the job is consisting of, and not getting frustrated or giving up so quickly. You know, it takes time to learn how to do everything, and you know, I I, I think it's. That's one, and uh, another thing that I do believe that they struggle with sometimes is kind of going into a uh, team setting and and learning to be team players and being able to communicate with individual, uh, you know, the higher ups and the management, and as well as their other staff members. You use the analogy of sports, and you know, I, I believe one of the good things is Rio Grande does have a large sports uh, population on campus. And this is what I discuss with the students is that, you know, once you're in a sport, uh, it teaches you a couple things. It, I don't care whether you're great or you're not great at the sport, but you learn to be uh, a team player. You learn discipline. You learn how to uh, follow instructions. Uh, you know, th those are some of the key elements that students, uh, I, I feel, struggles with. And I think, you know, once you're doing the sports, I do believe, like, those are just skills that you automatically get from uh, participating. And I would also uh, agree with you wholeheartedly about the communication skills. We really have uh, changed our focus uh, in, in the world in, as communication skills, and there's a lot of reasons for that, but technology is one of those. And, and I know I'm bad about 
you know, being on the phone and, and that kind of thing too. But now let me, let me say this, uh, the, the Gallia County Chamber of Commerce, the University of Rio Grande, uh, we have a great partnership, but we here at the chamber believe in everything that, that President Smith is doing out to, to Rio Grande and the university there and the community college. Now, tell us how you are going, to, we are going to partner with you. How, how is the Chamber of Commerce going to partner with you for job career placements? So there's several um, things that I would like to try to uh, get rolling between us and uh, through uh, the local employers is one of the things that we offer all of our students on campus is something called Handshake. So Handshake is a job platform where not only can I directly email the students, but they can, they can also find the students that they want to uh, locate, uh, whether it's accounting, whether it is manufacturing, and they can put out job uh, descriptions, job postings straight to the uh, student uh, Handshake is being used all over the country right now, and the advantage of using that is not only will you just uh, reach out to the students at Rio Grande, but you also reach out to the students at Ohio State, OU, uh, Marshall, Shawnee State. So th everybody is using this platform now, and it just makes it really easy. I have put it on the Rio Grande website and the Career Service website. Uh, uh, website that if you are wanting to use Handshake, but you're kind of intimidated and you don't know how to do it, I do have a step-by-step -step, uh, instruction exactly for how an employer can post jobs on there. And like I said, it's, it's a nice platform for our students, but also for employers to be able to, um, you know, just reach a multiple of possible future employees. Another thing I'm gonna do is on March 26th of uh, 2024, this upcoming spring, we're gonna be hosting a career fair at the University of Rio Grande. Uh, right now I have around 20 employees that are coming. Uh, I'd like to see that to get up around the 50 range. Not only will you have Rio Grande's uh, seniors and juniors that are gonna be there, but I have also invited all the local high schools and I have had two now that has confirmed that they will be there. They will also be bringing in the seniors of those graduating classes. Um, you know, and it's a good opportunity for those students to understand what they might need to qualify for certain positions, or maybe they have no interest whatsoever going into college and wants to go straight into the workforce, and this would be a good opportunity for them. Okay, so uh, the, you're doing an outstanding job there at the University of Rio Grande in, in this uh, uh, career placement uh, opportunity that has come your way, and uh, we've enjoyed talking to you this morning. I can assure you that the Gay County Chamber of Commerce pledges uh, our support to you and to the program and to the University of Rio Grande, Rio Grande Community College, and, and also uh, endeavoring to keep young people here. I think the future is now, and the future is us, and the future is, is our, the young generation, the next generation, uh, that will help us to uh, make Gallia County a place where we can call home and raise our children and, and educate them and then take them to the next level. Condi Richardson, thank you so much for being a guest here this morning on Gallia County Talk of the Town. We hope that you've enjoyed it. Uh, you've been you've been outstanding, and we, we just want to wish you the best uh, in your endeavors there at the University of Rio Grande in your position. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Gallia County Chamber of Commerce's Talk of the Town. I'm Bob Hood. I'm your host for this podcast. Hope you've enjoyed listening today with 
Condi Richardson, who is the Director of Career Development at the University of Rio Grande, Rio Grande Community College. Have a good day, everyone. Talk of the Town is produced and edited by Mug with a Mic Podcast. If you are interested or have an idea for a future guest, or would like more information on the Chamber and their resources, you can find them on Facebook, or you can email Bob Hood, Executive Director, at bob, B-O-B, at galliacounty.org, or contact Haley Oborn at Haley, H-A-I-L-E-Y, at galliacounty.org. You can also call them at 740 446 0596.